Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Our guest joining me right now is none other than Greg Jantz, who is the founder of a wonderful organization called, uh, a center actually called The Center. And you can get all the information about The Center if you go to their website. It's called their Spiritual Renewal Program. The Center is, it was founded by Dr. Jantz, as I said. It's a spiritual renewal center where people can go. It's a beautiful, beautiful. Before I go any further, yes. Greg, thank you so much for coming here. And wow, what a place it is. It looks gorgeous. Oh, good to be with you. Yeah. And you know what? It is beautiful here. I am looking out over the majestic mountains and the water. It's a great day. It sure <laughs> is. Yeah. So you are your founder of this program that really does help people to to get back to the beauty of life. And I, I think that's the best way I can put it after listening to some of your your clients that have been through you. But but, but we, we'll talk a little bit about the center as well. But right now we have you on because I wanted to talk with you about a, a book that you've just written, which is Why Failure is Never Final. As I said to you and when we were talking before the program started, I could go on and on and on. I could probably have you on for an hour and a half talking about that because yeah. it's so – that is such – I think it's such a key part of who we are as humans. Don't you think so? Oh, it is. And, you know, um, this is our 39th year. So my 39th year of working in the helping professions. And one of the things that I know is that there's times you feel like, man, I have just failed. Maybe it's been a relationship. Maybe um, it's been something work-wise or just a sense of I'm not living up to my potential. This is a huge issue. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It sure is. You know, you are a, a, a state certified doctor in chemical dependence. You're a state certified um, chemical dependency counselor, um, a, le- a licensed mental health counselor, and a nationally certified eating disorder specialist. You've taken all of things. You're also internationally recognized as an expert on a wide range of different afflictions, um, including anxiety, depression, abuse, addiction, and on and on. Greg, right now, when you look at, look out across our world, particularly in the West, there is so much of all of that going on. What does you, how does your book help us? Why, why failure is never final? You know, we need to be reminded of that. And sometimes things that we say, oh, that was a failure, or we interpret it as a failure. Um, and maybe it really was uh, not a failure. Maybe it was an opportunity. Maybe uh-huh. we're struggling with, with perfectionism. Maybe we've been struggling with depression. Um, perhaps there's anxiety. And so really it's another issue. So uh, another issue that makes you feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. Greg, tell me about what made you write this book. Because of the patterns that I see in the lives of clients, 
who really have struggled um, and they feel like, you know what, I've messed up my life. This is just the way it's going to be. And you get into that negative mindset and then you begin to view the world through the lenses of I'm never good enough. I'm never going to have or be who I want to be. I'm never going to have the relationships that I would like. So you begin to look at it that way. And that is something that is really, it's a lie. We begin to look at things in a distorted reality. You know, it's interesting as you're talking there, I'm thinking you mentioned relationships. Um in some of the times that I've dealt, you know, I've I've got five children. They're all grown, married, gone, yes. and all that kind of stuff. And you know, wonderful, wonderful kids. I, I'm I'm so very, very blessed in all of them. But I often found that when they were suffering from those type, you know, these types of things, to, you know, re, um, stress, um, you know, depression, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. A lot of times, they 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 did they tended to be some sort of a relationship somewhere that was going that was maybe impacting it a little bit. Do you find that relationships play a huge part in the work that you do? It is. And we're either in relationships that are life-giving or we may be in relationships that uh, drain us and undercut us, that emotionally abuse us. So that's why it's so important to look, am I in life-giving relationships? Do I have people in my life that sincerely believe in me and they're speaking uh, um, a positive future over your life. It's so important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's uh, when I look through, you know, when I actually look just even right now around me and I, I see some of the situations that are developing, particularly in the work that I do. And I would be interested to get your take on this. You know, we know for a fact all the research that we do in our work as, as a, uh, a right to life organization working with with, you know, the abortion industry yes. and all of that. We know for a fact that the um, anxiety and depression and actually even suicide, all of those things, there is a huge impact on, on those types of behavior after an abortion. So this, to me, do you find, do you deal with that at all? Or is this something that is very hidden? Or it's not something that you've come across? Well, um those are issues that individuals may bring in uh, as they are presenting. Maybe it's depression. Uh, maybe it's, it's a really significant uh, paralyzing anxiety in their life. And so we always look at what is underneath that? What has created that? Uh, is it some form of trauma? And so that would be something we do see, yes. Mm-hmm. So you, you talk about the fact that you, you encourage um, your, you know, we need to be encouraged to take risks, not to give in. How, how do we do that? How, you know, when, when you're in that place, in that bad place, um, dealing with anxiety, uh, you know, I think in every single person in the whole world, every, anybody that's born at some, at some point has dealt with anxiety. How do you step past that and actually start to take those risks, move forward, go into those types of things? You know, there is a normal uh, anxiety that can come, uh, like something unexpected happens and you initially feel anxious. So we want to say that there's a normal response. We just can't stay locked into anxiety. Anxiety means there's a physical side. 
there, it means I may have an increased heart rate, sweaty palms, my uh, uh, blood flow changes in my brain with anxiety. So we need to understand, well, if I'm anxious, there's a physiological response. And so when we need to look at this, we just can't stay locked into anxiety. It'll take us down a road um, where we're going to regret it. People eventually start looking for ways to cope. Is it through food? Is it through alcohol? Is it through digital escape? So we begin to look at how am I starting to escape? Now, that said, um, one of the things we have to understand is if I'm full of anxiety and I'm not making good decisions or I'm impulsive or I feel frozen in my decisions because that's what anxiety does, I may need, there's a point where I may need to ask for help. I may need to have uh, somebody just intervene in my life to help me see what's true. I think there's times it gets so deep that we we lose what is true. Mm-hmm. That That is, that is so, tr- you know, when I, when I think about exactly where we, where, as we go into those kinds of things and I, you know, I've, I've seen people go through that natural anxiety piece and not, and, and that can, well, maybe I ask you the question, can that natural anxiety become part of a bigger problem that pushes people or, or actually triggers something that pushes them down that path of anxiety, depression, all of that kind of stuff? It can certainly become part of a bigger problem. It's the problem of, Maybe I've started a secret addiction. Maybe I've been so anxious that now I am struggling with um, a, I'm sneaking alcohol, maybe misuse of prescription drugs. Um, it will cause you to escape in some way, ultimately. Um, and that's just what we do as human beings. And so then you feel like, oh, I've failed here as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a natural pattern. And... Uh, one of the things that we need to do is don't wait so long to get help. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we wait too long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and you, the, you, you, anybody that's listening to this program who thinks, gee, this sounds like the really the right place for me to go, um, a placeforhope.com is where you can go and get some more information about um, the center and all the things that they do. Um, you talk as well about a spiritual renewal. Do, when you say that, is this, um, you know, sometimes the spiritual new, renewal um, in, involves all kinds of different um, avenues towards spirituality. Is your spiritual renewal particularly Christian or is it everything? Uh, when we say spiritual, my uh, faith and belief is Christian. And so that's my vantage point. But, you know, I'll just share, we work with people um, all across the country, mm-hmm. and uh, they may have different beliefs. And our goal is really to be able to receive and to and to really, really help them. And, you know, I see it in projecting the love of Christ. And so that's our desire. And uh, we know uh, from client surveys after somebody's been here a year, uh, one of the things that we do is uh, survey them. And many of them will say, you know what? I learned a lot of skills. I learned new new ways of handling anxiety and my healing from my depression. But it really was my faith mm. uh, uh, that really has kept me 
on a solid path. Mm. So that's something we see time and time again. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. To walk us through, um, Greg, uh, what happens when somebody contacts you? So, oh, sure. you, you know, there, there is this opportunity for us now to, you know, why failure is never final. By the way, folks, go to the website because Greg has a number of different books there that you can, you can purchase very, very reasonable. Um, go, if you need anything, just go and have a look at them. They're, they're, they're absolutely excellent. So t- walk us through what happens. Somebody decides that they need the treatment. What happens? happens. Yes. So they'll make a phone call. We have an admissions department and they're going to gather some initial information. Uh, Most of our services are covered by insurance, so we'll verify insurance. But what we're looking for is, are we the right a facility, are we the right place uh, to really be of help? So we do something called an intake and gather a lot of information. And then for any reason we're not uh, the right place, we help make referrals all across the country. Oh, wow. Tell us a little bit about the staff that's there. As I was going through your website, I was really struck by the number of of professionals, but, the, uh, you know, just listening to their, to their stories and, and to, to who they are and how they help people, I was, I was blown away by the fact that these, these people are really caring people that are doing amazing work. So tell us a little bit about the staff. Yes. Well, we have everything from the uh, medical staff. So we do medical. We have psychiatric staff. We have uh, uh, nursing. We even have uh, a couple naturopathic physicians. We do natural health care. Uh, we have dietitians. We're going to help with diet and nutrition. Of course, the mental health counselors, substance use counselors. So we're going to be covering um, all those bases and uh, really looking at um, the whole person. And we're going to look at it and cover issues of faith. Uh, we even do fitness. So you get a fitness assessment. We get you moving again. So truly the whole person. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that you, and, and I look, your special treatment program on your website, it talks about um, a Canadian treatment program. Is this because you because you are so close to the to the um, to the border there? You're very close to Seattle, so you you're obviously very close to to, to Canada. Um, the Canadian treatment. I do will tell you that I do have listeners in Canada that listen yes. to the program. So what what's that what's that about? Yes. Well, we do have uh, so many of our Canadian friends actually from all parts of Canada, uh, who come down because uh, many times they're either on a long waiting list or the kind of help, uh, the kind of intensive help for anxiety, depression, uh, so forth, they're just not finding that. And what we do is very unique. And so uh, we love our Canadian friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So you can just go again. It's it's um, a placeofhope.com, a placeofhope.com for all the information about that. I also noticed um, that there is a program there that is available for, for married couples, for problems that are going on in a married, uh, a marriage that, that, that can be addressed as well. How does that tie into everything? That, that must be, uh, you know, having looked at your place there, Greg, I think I'm going to just. Yes. I'm going to 
find some pl- some problems with my marriage. I'm t- talking to my husband, and we would like to come and spend a year so, with you. <laughs> we can always, all of us can always use a refresher. It yeah. is, it, yeah. it is such a beautiful, beautiful place that is, it's gorgeous. Yes. I mean, really yes. and truly. So, yeah. So tell us about how does that work? Okay, sure. So um, we do um, marriage intensives. We have certain members of our professional team that uh, are really relationship experts. One of the things that we do is, um, you know, we do a lot of individual work and then we can help prepare for joint uh, marital work. And it's just to get away from home and to have a week or, you know, two weeks to work on things intensively, it, it can just be totally life-changing. So one of the things that you, that you mentioned that, that is part of your book, and um, it, this is an interesting part too. I talked about relationships earlier on, but you also talk about the fact that oftentimes uh, the way we deal with failure is often part of our family of origin. What do you mean by that? Well, how we learn to see the world from our uh, original origins, our family that or, or, or group of individuals that influenced us strongly during our developmental years. We, we learned how to see the world, how to even believe in ourselves or not believe in ourselves. So those early influences are really what we're talking about. If we grew up in a home where there was so much anxiety or maybe fear or anger you know just that shaped us and maybe we maybe we it affected our self-esteem or our self-confidence and that is fixable i mean i often look at that and i'm thinking oh my goodness i'll see you know i'll see a, a, a child coming from a very dysfunctional home and i'm thinking oh my goodness how you know how on earth are they going to deal with the world around them mm-hmm. they are in in it, this is um, this is a huge challenge. Yes, it is a huge challenge. And uh, we just need to understand sometimes even there's forgiveness. Maybe yeah, you were emotionally yeah. abused. There were things that happened and you've been carrying around resentment or bitterness and it's time to be set free from that. Yeah, yeah. So when you so you so tell us, walk us through what happens, Greg, when it when you get to the point of you have taught you well, you have, and I I don't know that it's actually a teaching. It's I I guess it's an, a recognition from your from your clients and your patients. So they've got to the point now where they say, okay, my my failure is not forever. You, what does that what does that look like to you it, it must be it must be a, it takes a while i'm sure to get to that point sometimes it's a aha moment that says, oh i see i see how that trauma or that significant loss really affected me or i see how i have been allowing unhealthy uh, emotionally abusive relationships you haven't i think there's i I guess i'll use the word awakening you have an awareness Mm -hmm. on a level that you didn't really see before at times you go i really see how i need to forgive i see how i need to seek uh, either god's forgiveness or receive forgiveness or forgive myself and those can be key components uh there's also times where um you have a revelation that, you know, you're not taking good care of yourself. And uh, and so you've been in a pattern 
even let's say in your relationship with food that was has been self-destructive. Mm-hmm. So those those moments we get go okay, and then we need the support to carry it out, to carry the changes out, and that's part of what we do here, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I, I look at that and I think, you know, with, with your team around you, I can see that that's probably something that is very, very, um, successful because you, you, you do treat, I mean, you say that you treat the whole person. It's not just, you know, that one or two symptoms. It's the whole person because, because, you know, and, and we all know that when something goes wrong, it's the whole person. If I, you know, if I break my foot, my whole person is, <laughs> is, yes. is impacted, you know, so that's very interesting to see that. But one of the other things that I wanted to, to ask you about is why, and this has nothing to do with your book. How did you get into this? You know, I met my wife when I was in college and we met in a library. Back in the day where you, where you used to study in the library. And I had an early kind of a vision or an idea. How do, we, how do we deliver mental health services differently from a whole person perspective? That's why we began to put together teams and began to uh, look at it differently. Uh, we really believed that for many issues, we needed to work more intensively and differently and cover the physical side, the medical side. Um, and so really it was an early on vision. And then it was people that really believed in me. It was initially the backing of, of a church who helped us. And so, and this really is, this year is our 39th year. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Have you seen a difference in the, 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 the issues that you deal with? I think everything uh, seems to be a little more intense. Yeah, we've seen a great increase in uh, the levels of uh, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Those are two very big issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, addiction rates are up, so we're seeing uh, more and more and under addiction. Wow, wow. You know, and, and of course, having come, come through the, the whole lockdowns and all of that kind of thing that, that happened, and, you know, it has. It has really changed a lot of things that have happened in, you know, in our everyday life. So, I, it, of course, it's going to make a difference for, uh, for people who've got all of these types of issues that may, they may be dealing with, or those that didn't have them but do have them now because, you know, we yes, see. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Again, why failure is never final. Dr. Greg Jantz is the author. You need to go to their website. You can get the book right there on the website. It is the most amazing organization, a place of hope. It's called The Center. Dr. Jantz has written several books, so please make sure you go get them. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. I so appreciate you being with us. Very good to be with you today. Such an important topic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say goodnight and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. 
Through our FromTheMedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.